Have you seen Barbecue for America? No. Wendy's, the fast food restaurant, yeah, has a new ad campaign. No. And they're they're selling pulled pork sandwiches. Okay. That's and they have you know it's shot very much like a save these poor children. Uh, type of of infomercial kind of thing okay you know with the with the black sound stage and you know hi i'm a trusted celebrity and i'm here to talk to you about a serious problem in america inadequacy in barbecue availability and now wendy's you know and, and so it's this whole wendy's is performing a public service by now serving barbecue sandwiches you gotta kill pigs i it was hysterical it is it is a brilliant ad campaign Okay. And it's got Ralph Macchio in it. It's got uh, Steve Austin, the wrestler, not the Bionic Man. Um, <laughs> and I forget the other guy's name, but, you know, it's just hysterical. It's hysterical. I, too, oh. once suffered from barbecue and availability. I lived in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hysterical. Miami Beach. Cape Cod. Malibu. Hi. I'm a celebrity. And these are just a few of the geographically underprivileged places where millions of Americans don't have easy access to quality barbecue. Barbecue inaccessibility. It's a thing. I've experienced life in one of these obscure outlying territories, a place called New York City. As a born and bred Texan, I was raised in an environment of barbecue privilege. And it has weighed upon my conscience. That's why I'm joining Wendy's Barbecue for America cause to help fight barbecue inaccessibility. Today, Wendy's has succeeded where others have failed by bringing truly mouth-watering barbecue pulled pork served three tasty ways to the American masses. And with your choice of three barbecue sauces. Smoky. Spicy and sweet the possibilities are literally nine so experience your new right to hickory smoked barbecue pulled pork at wendy's today and help us spread barbecue for america awareness right now sponsor a friend or youtube troll living with barbecue and accessibility by sharing this video or tagging them in the comments below wendy's barbecue for america together we, we can, can help, help the barbecue leader proud. I think it debuted today because I, I just saw it today. Okay, yeah. So. Well, you know, we don't have uh, the cable. Oh, we use, right, right, We right. use the Hulu and the Netflix. Now, Hulu will throw some ads at you, but they're not your normal It's like ads. you're 20 years old. It's like that. Yeah, it's just like that. Yeah. Except your knees hurt a little I don't bit have more. a whole, yeah, it hurt a whole <laughs> lot. My feet, oh. But uh, we don't also don't have a landline. Well, we don't have a landline. See, yeah. so quite the millennial yourself. Well, sir. you know, I, I, when we moved to our current abode six years ago, I ditched the landline, having, well, having no use for it any longer. What are you doing? Man, what are you? I'm not comfortable with this. What's happening? This is crazy. I, what have I done? What have you done? Oh, oh, there you go. I need access to table. I am. I'm not certain that you do. Well, I, I do. Because otherwise, I've got to hold my drink. I, I dispute your need for table. Are we prepared to introduce this thing now? Are we ready to, to, to go into real podcasting at this point? I mean, I know, sure, that, I know that you're already recording and, and you'll use much of this. But cool. should we, you know, perhaps introduce ourselves? Well, 
Hold on. Listen to this. It's the theme song. Scotch. Oh, switch. Okay, you didn't actually just hear the theme song, but everybody else did. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> no, it, it just happened, though. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm Mark. And welcome back to, uh, what is this, our second episode of the year? <laughs> Something like that. We're all, we we got to start gearing up for our Christmas episode. I know. I was thinking that just today. I was like, oh, we got to start talking about the Christmas episode. Because we usually quadruple our listeners just by... That's right. Just by talking about Christmas stuff. Yeah. So And we need to wear uh, Christmas, uh, the Santa hats this that's year. Right. That's right. I think that's what we've been missing in the past. It really some take us over some the sort of wardrobe? Is yeah. that what you're, what you're saying? We, we need well, to... we have some sort of wardrobe on. Mm. Let's be clear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think people know us well enough to know that we record absolutely nude. It's not true. I've got <laughs> jean shorts on. And I'm wearing skorts. Yes, you are. <laughs> what fine knees you have this yes, evening. Yes, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have... Um, well, why don't you tell us what we're building up to, and then I'll sort of tell uh, how we're going to build there. Sure. Well, you know, really the beers are just preamble to the scotch. I think everyone can acknowledge that... Uh, False. Yeah, that, that, that's just really the way the it is. the veracity you know, of that It's statement. just a warm-up act. It's the comedian that comes on before Zeppelin. That's all I'm saying. Now, see, I, I see the beer as something that you enjoy before you have to endure the uh-huh. final test and trial. <laughs> before you have to endure. It's like a Klingon uh, rite of passage. Is yeah. that what you're saying? It's like, here, yes. enjoy yourself, and now you die. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight we're going to enjoy the Laphroaig Triplewood. Um, and, uh, you know, we have had a Laphroaig scotch on the uh, podcast before, yes. and this has some similarities that we'll discuss. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. So it's a, it's a profoundly good scotch. Well, good. Well, I am very excited about that. Now I happen to, uh, to come across at, uh, uh, a little place, this little chocolate place called dude, sweet, dude, sweet. It's a chocolate place. Is that, uh, Bishop arts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they had a, uh, Laphroaig truffle. Which is a, a single malt scotch whiskey and barley uh, chocolate balls. Huh. So we're going to have some balls. Awesome. It's, it's never a good podcast <laughs> unless you got some balls. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then we are going to, uh, and we'll probably do that just maybe right before the scotch as our sorbet, perhaps. Mm. I don't know. And then we've got uh, to build into that. So we've got a double rye ale by Southern Tier. Um, we have a Rauch beer. Rauch. Which we're going to do um, last of the beers. Uh, it's a smoke beer. Um, and if we do it earlier than that, probably the smoke sort of takes over mm-hmm. and the other beer sort of tastes. And then what we're going to do in the middle is a, a Harvest Town. Uh, it's the Ola Doble, I guess. Double. I believe uh, D- that's an Ola Dube. Ola Dube. Ola Dube. D-U-B-H. Ola Dube. Um, but this is ale that's matured in whiskey casks uh, from uh, the Highland Park. 
uh, scotch, folks. Awesome. So, uh, so here we go. Let's uh, let's pour a little bit of this rye. I'll just say that just right right off the start, I love the uh, the smell that just popped out of the out of the bottle. I haven't had a, a good rye beer in uh, in a little bit of time, so this will be this will be nice. And this is oh a my. double rye. Talk to me about the smell, my friend. Man, that's fantastic. It's very fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, a little citrusy, definitely. And I would say more orange than lemon. Yeah, and zest, zesty. Yeah. But yeah, it's got a fantastic nose to it. I mean, just you just put your whole head in this thing. Yeah, yeah. And this is sort of a. It would be a nice uh, summer. Anything. It's not. It's not that dusky kind of hop. It's the. It's a citrusy, poppy hop. Wow, that it certainly has that uh, rye bitterness to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that spice. Yeah, but uh, and I don't say that to be you know critical of it. I, I'm not complaining that it has a bitterness to it. I'm just saying, right. but it's certainly present. Um, but wow, it's got a, it's got a great big nose to it, which is very enjoyable. There's a sweetness and not at to the all taste heavy. to me. Yeah, not at all heavy. I mean, you know, a lot of times a rye will just kind of bite you, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, very enjoyable. I like this. This is um, this is somewhere around that the timber wolf to me, or, um, the timber beast, uh, by uh, Lazy Magnolia, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a rye. But this one has, it sort of it took it to eleven a little bit. Yeah, and so you know if the timber beast is your is your go to rye. Um, I think this has a little bit more hop profile than mm-hmm. that does, and the rye just does not get in the way. It's not, it's not resiny mm-hmm. by any means, but um, it just creates a really crisp, yeah, crisp I feel like it right off the deal. tongue. I like it a great deal. This is good stuff. And then again, this is um, from Southern Tier, which uh, I did not do my. Um, um, homework homework like i should but uh it's it's a new york beer um i don't know what the abv of it is some people find that to be very uh important um i don't <laughs> and thus we won't tell you and thus we won't tell you i mean i, I it, it's possible that at the end of this uh little bit here uh i'll pop back in and my voice will be totally different and i'll be like it's Three percent, no, or whatever. But I'm, I'm imagining it's probably around six, yeah. six and a half. Well, very enjoyable. I would buy this. This, this would be a buy for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, a, I'm a big fan of rye ale, so I'll go back to this yeah. one. Uh, like I said, I've done the the timber bee several times, but it, uh, I think this one trumps it. Well, I bought a uh, growler of uh, rabbit holes. Uh, 10 over 6 English Pale Ale, I believe it's an English Pale Ale. Okay, and how was that for you? You know... Oh, rabbit I, hole. I find rabbit hole to be a little uneven. Yeah. And uh, I have gotten through most of the growler, but let me tell you how uh, you know the last couple of glasses of it have been uh, an effort. Mm. You know? Mm. I, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm not sure I'll pick that up again. Well... I'll tell you, you had sent me a text about yeah. that, and um, I thought back to the um, the beer festival that we went to. I think yeah. it was Untapped over yeah. in Fort Worth last year. By the way, isn't the Dallas one coming up in October? I think that's true. Yeah. Yes, I think you were not uh, incorrect about that. 
Um, which I'm, I, I don't think I'm actually going to be able to go this year, but it's too bad. I thought it what? was. I know. I'm a jerk. All right, whatever. Um, but I, I thought that they did a good job. But Rabbit Hole I had there, and it didn't. It did not didn't please do for me. You. Yeah. yeah, and I, I really wanted it to. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the local breweries, but unfortunately, every so often with the local breweries, you do kind of get that home-brewed yeah. taste. And not that that's necessarily bad, but uh, it is if you've got a professional brewery going. Yeah. It shouldn't have that. Um, well, you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, RAR is still a rare, fairly young uh, brewery. Mm-hmm. And it's only been in the last couple of years that I feel like they've really gotten consistent in their production, mm-hmm. you know, cause I mean, you could, you could pick up, uh, you know, a six pack of their blonde and it tastes very different than the one you bought last week. Right. You know, but they, you know, I think they finally come to, to kind of master their brew and whether, you know, each batch is, is consistent mm-hmm. overall. There've been a couple of breweries that have, have done that right off the bat mm-hmm. um one of them is a revolver mm-hmm. of course you know they like revolver their main brewer come came from uh sam adams mm-hmm. and and he really knows what he's right. doing and so before they let anything out they have conquered any inconsistencies right. and they they've been really really consistent in my in my mind um I like their high brass quite a bit mm-hmm. they've just started bottling they used to bottle just the blood and honey right which i it was fine, but I didn't love. I love a high brass. Yeah, the high brass is good. I got a six of that in the fridge right now. Yeah, and the stuff. Bach is good too. Yeah. And they, they they're bottling both of those, so yeah. I like that. And the other one is Community puts out a very mm-hmm. consistent product. Um, uh, but I think some of the other ones just don't. I just uh, uh, Lakewood does now. Lakewood's uh, that's a great brewery. Mm-hmm. I think they did a good job. But uh, other than that, some of these other small ones, there's a, there's one up in uh, uh, Grapevine. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's just not there, and I've had some, and it's not bad. I mean, it's it's inconsistent, but it's not bad one time sure. and good another. It's just not the same, sure. exactly. So, uh, they'll get there maybe if they want to, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they they just need to be able to sur- survive. Right. And so if they can get enough of a following, but yeah, I don't know if Rabbit Hole's gonna yeah gonna be one of those. Um, I certainly hope that it does for their sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to see some good beers coming out of Justin, Texas. I think that's where they are, right? I think so. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on to this next one. I really kind of fought back and forth whether uh, because the the smoke beer is a lighter beer, mm-hmm. uh, but it has that smoke, which can really oh, yeah. you know taint Permeate. the yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're gonna do this now. This is uh, so Ola Duba. Oh, I have Ola Duba uh, or Black Oil is so named because it is gloopy and viscous. <laughs> well. I'm looking forward to this. Mm. <laughs> it's gloopy. And so, but this has been aged and it doesn't say for how long. You know, I'm suddenly uh, reminded of the black oil from X-Files. You know. Don't you well, there we go. Well, let's The black let's oil aliens. The black oil. Yeah. Yeah, let's see if I can get some of this in. Here comes the gloopy. Here, maybe I can get it to gloop with your glass. It kind of glooped at the beginning, but I didn't get it here. There's a little bit of that gloop no. going on. All right. Okay, so I'm going to call that about 40 weight. Oh, man, yeah, there is no light penetration in this, by the way. No. Nice head, especially on yours. I think mm-hmm. that poured really nicely. 
I was a little bit uh, nice. Now, very creamy nose. Very creamy. I was um, I was expecting more of a bourbon hit. Yeah. On that, and there's not much of one. Uh, chocolatey, mm-hmm. dark, lots of dark chocolate in the nose on that one. Now, this is the one that is aged for in twelve-year-old uh, uh, whiskey casks, right? Not to be confused of them aging the beer for twelve years, but that it is, is in a whiskey cask that has had twelve-year-old scotch in it. That's true. Yeah, and it does it does not go into uh, detail about how long they left it in there. But anyway, Harvest Town, I really hadn't had it before. Now, this is it's a little bit of a little bit of a pricey. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, twelve ounce. So this is this clocks in at about uh, eight bucks. So on the bottle it says aged in selected oak casks, um, formerly used to mature Highland Park, uh, beautifully balanced twelve year old single malt Scotch whiskey. Mm-hmm. I went ahead and took a took a sip. This is really nice and smooth. It is. It's an, it's it's creamy. It's, crazy it's chocolatey. Yeah. It does. It, there's no bite to it whatsoever. Um, you can taste the wood though. Definitely, nice uh, woody. Really a strong mm-hmm. uh, uh, oaky taste to it, but not as you know, not like you were around. Uh, not like you were drinking something more peaty. You know, like a peaty scotch. You know, where right. where you've complained before about you know sucking the end of a stick. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing nothing at all like that. It's very pleasant. A uh, very pleasant kind of campfire taste to it. Now this, um, despite the cost, uh, and to be honest, I thought this was going to be one of these where the uh, the beer itself sort of overtook everything, and then it was going to be fighting against sure. uh, oak, and it would be fighting against some of the bourbon flavors, and it's just not at all. Yeah, not at all. This it seems very well balanced. I think it, this goes down very easily. It's actually not... For being described as a gloopy, it's not mm-hmm. heavy. Yeah, no, I was, I was, a, based on the description, I was expecting something a little unpleasant, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Right. And, and not yeah, you can't see. No, there's not even a speck of light, even yeah. as the as it gets uh, lower in my glass. It's like you're drinking dark matter. There is no light escaping from this. <laughs> right. <laughs> the chocolate chocolateyness mm-hmm. of it is really striking me very much. And because of that creaminess, it doesn't necessarily make it a a milk chocolate, but it's closer to that than some of the dark chocolate. Yeah. That, that there's no bite to this. There's really no bitter to this at all, mm-hmm. which is nice sometimes. So, Mark, when you're uh, you're at work and you're thinking about getting home, and you know, I'm going to have a beer tonight, you know, maybe a couple of beers. Describe your perfect beer experience. I've, for me, there's some atmosphere for okay. sure, and some of it is seasonal. Okay. So I don't like uh, like the 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 pumpkin stuff. I don't like necessarily the spice stuff. So it's not like oh, it's getting cold outside. I want to drink. Stouts, right? Necessarily, uh, but I do want something with a warmer mm-hmm. taste to it. So, um, rise probably for me high brass as we get colder mm-hmm. is going to go go out just because it has a little bit more yeah. uh, less just has a less, lighter notes, yeah, lighter yeah. notes in it, yeah. and it and it feels like something you you know you want to drink after yeah, the, yard. M- m- the yeah. yard or that it's just warm outside. Um, but I really have taken to uh, cooking on the grill mm-hmm. and be just being kind of outside when I can avoid the mosquitoes, especially. Right. And so for me, a lot of it is I like to have a beer, maybe two. And a lot of it's just before, before dinner. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't actually necessarily pair it up with, mm-hmm. with that, but sort of whatever feels good outside. So there've been a couple of days lately. It's been a little bit nicer and cooler. So something that kind of, uh, has some of those whiskey notes in it, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, the oakiness, um, or just some of those warmer, 
flavors, but not the spice, like the clovey and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't necessarily make me feel warm. So, and we've done a couple of tastings where we've done pumpkins and things like that. Sure, yeah, and they just never really didn't do anything for you. Yeah. Now, what about you? How's your? Well, you know, I I really don't set an atmosphere with my beer drinking, though. You know, Sunday is generally my beer day. Mm. You know, Sunday afternoon generally when I'm editing a podcast. Yeah. You know, and you know, depending on the on the uh, the intensity of the editing, it can be anywhere between a two and five beer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, I really set when I'm drinking scotch. I really very much like to have a a particular setting for scotch drinking. You know, mm-hmm. now I can drink scotch casually when I'm when I'm mixed company and whatnot. But you know, one of the things I think about you know during the week is I look forward to Friday night where I'm sitting out on my deck reading, having a cigar and drinking scotch, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really kind of my, you know, ideal kind of atmosphere or sitting on the deck, listening to Wagner, which I did a whole lot of last weekend. Really? Yeah. And just cranked that mother. I, yeah, I, I, Suzanne bought me, my wife bought me, uh, for my birthday a year ago, uh, kind of the quintessential ring cycle collection. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, regarded as the world's finest recording of the full operas ever. Mm-hmm. And they're just beautiful, digitally remastered. And they're just beautiful. Well, I watched, she also picked up for oh, me. Who, what recording was this one? Carry I, on or something I like that? I cannot or remember. It? Is it like an older? Yeah. It's like, it was done in the sixties. It was completed in the sixties and then okay. they remastered the whole thing. Uh, and I, for the life of me, I cannot remember who conducted it, but it's, oh, it'll be in the notes. I'm sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's just gorgeous. Well, uh, at Christmas time, Suzanne bought me on Blu-ray, uh, Das Rheingold, you know, the first in the, in the, in the cycle. And so I watched that for the first time, uh, this, this Blu-ray over the weekend, I, I just picked up a, uh, uh, a sound bar and whatnot for the TV. Oh, nice. And so, I mean, it was just thumping <laughs> you know? great. and and so it, it got you know I, I do this probably about once or twice a year where i've just i, I can't have enough wagner mm-hmm. and uh so over the weekend i was just i was listening to the ring without words you know which is you know all the the main music pieces mm-hmm. and also really very good oh, yeah. and uh so yeah it was quite quite the wagner weekend for me last now week. for a second with the ring without words i thought it was going to be like a sing-along where you <laughs> it just has Follow the orchestra the stuff balls. and you just yeah yeah, yeah. I would totally do that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 Blu-ray that I watched was a very modern production. Okay. And uh they used a lot of like video screen behind the behind the performance. It was pretty wild. How'd you feel about that? Was it Well, I I am much more of a traditionalist, but if the music had not been up to snuff, I think I would have been really turned off by it. Mm. But the music was amazing. Was just amazing. Uh and the the it was very Cirque du Soleil, okay. In a lot of respects, so like the the uh, Rheingold was alive, and it was you know people in gold suits, and it was all oh, writhing about, and it was, it was pretty wild. That's cool. It was pretty wild. Like, and like I said, very Cirque du Soleil, and a lot of kind of acrobat kinds of stuff going on in the background. Yeah. Uh, again, if the music hadn't been there, I would not have enjoyed it. But you know, it paired nicely with the music. Cool. Das Rheingold. Das Rheingold. That's good. Now, is your uh, is your is your German still uh, up to snuff enough that you I can follow along with? I am not nearly the... as conversational as I used to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm getting probably fifty percent of it. Yeah, you know, but uh, no, I'm not I'm not nearly as conversant as I used to be. Okay. Well, I just wondered if 
if that adds for you, if that sort of adds some of the... It does. And, you know, I'm familiar enough with the operas that I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm just listening, you know, but uh, I love it. 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 Good. You know, I got, I got hooked on Wagner when I was a kid because my father listened to Wagner. And he had the big Time Life record collection right, of, yeah. of Wagner. And it was the full operas. You know, it wasn't just, you know, Wagner's greatest hits. Right. It was the full operas. Good old Tristan and Isolde. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Lohengrin. Lohengrin. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, you're finishing finishing that one up. I'm, I'm jumping on here to, uh, to our Rauch beer. And this is the big smoky one. This is the smoky one, I think. And it's yeah. a it's a larger bottle than the others. Yeah, it's probably packing a sixteen ounce. Yeah, somewhere around there. And this is actually um, so it's a, a smoked Martzen. Um, Martzen. Martzen. Smoked Martzen. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. It's a little little darker than I was expecting. That's all right. Hey, though. smoke is dark, man. Dark. So it's like drinking that the, the black smoke from uh, Lost. This is exactly what's <laughs> going on there. It's letting a little. It's letting a little bit of light through. It's not. It's not nearly as dark as the uh, uh, Ola Dub. Yeah, but uh, it is certainly dark. Well, and, there, and it's it's not quite a sort of a jewel tone. Yeah, uh, but it, but it's nice. It's nice and clear. And this is actually really nice as far as a smoked beer goes. I don't think I've uh, ever had a smoked beer before. So uh, Alaskan has a smoked porter that mm-hmm. I had sometime last week, and uh, it's. It's pretty smoky where it, it, it takes over the beer. The worst one I've ever had was a Rogue, the Voodoo Donut. It's mm-hmm. a maple bacon donut beer. Uh, it has so much smoke that it will it will ruin you for the rest of the evening on everything. <laughs> I mean, and it's almost like you can't you can't even wash it out of the cups. I mean, it's just it's it's there. Yeah. and you can't get rid of it. Permeates, uh, permeates, and it's it's truly bad. This. I can very much taste the beer through it. Um, it's there. You can't deny. You can't deny the smoke. Dem Bayerischen Reinheits. Okay, tell me about what Gebolt. this is. I'm having a hard time reading the style of the lettering. Inspreckend yeah, Gebrautus. Yeah. Hecht Schleinfera Rauchbier. What, what was that? <laughs> what was that? I think I got an email, but it was perfect, okay. perfectly timed. Mertzen Brauer, Brauer Heller Bamberg. Uh, that, is a, that is a German beer. Yeah. So how does one make a smoked beer? You uh, you smoke some of the malts. Uh, okay. So the malts themselves are smoked. Okay. And then, um, uh, and there's been a couple of beers that I've gotten. And, and to be honest, um, you know, I thought I put a decent amount I put like maybe a pound of the smoked mm-hmm. malt in, into mine, and um, it's it, it was in a stout, mm-hmm. and it was almost not noticeable at all. So, I mean, I think you can. That's the thing. I don't know where that balance is between sure. too much or whatever, but I think this hits it really well because this is drinkable, and I don't feel like uh, you know my head's been you know in a chimney or anything. <laughs> um, and definitely, uh, even the Alaskan smoked porter, which generally gets pretty high marks for its for its balance and everything, right. is 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 oversmoked to me. I don't like it. You don't like? I it? I don't like this. What's not to like about it? Does it after the creaminess of the last one? Do you think some of that's the? It could be um, a transition. 
I'm finding the uh, smokiness of it off-putting. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I and and see, and I don't even think it's that smoky. It's reminding me of a bottle of liquid smoke. That's what it's reminding me of. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care for it. I'm sorry. Wow. You no, no, no. I feel, feel like how I, you feel I feel about like it. I've hurt your feelings. Not my feelings, but you know. Is Mr. Rauch beer here? Have I hurt his feelings? No, probably not. Yeah. I don't. I don't care for it. So that's it. You're going to retire <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with that one. I, oh. I don't. I don't care for that one one little bit. I, I find the the nose of it interesting, but yeah. the the taste of it is uh, is a little off putting to me. Okay. So I'm sorry. Well, I, I feel mean, bad about it. Well, no. I mean, there's no accounting for taste. Fair point. Fair <laughs> point. So I was. I, I I stopped to pick up dinner on the way home, and uh, I, I went by uh, Papa Murphy's. You yeah, know, yeah, to do sure. one of those, you know, build your own pizza things. Mm-hmm. And so I go in and uh, I place my order. And my order is I'd like a large pizza, pepperoni, with double pepperoni. So I'd like a large double pepperoni pizza. Seems perfectly reasonable. And the fellow says, okay. Well, the fellow that, that took my order apparently is not the guy who's making my order. So the guy who's making my order comes up and he says, what was that again? Large double pepperoni pizza. And he stops and he's like, double pepperoni? And I said, yes, sir. And he says, well, are you sure you want double pepperoni? Because we put 60 pepperonis on a pizza. And I look at him and I'm like, yeah, I want 120 pepperonis on my pizza. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's a whole lot of pepperoni. And I said, are you judging me now? Did you say that to uh-huh. me? I said, are you judging me now? I said, is there some kind of pepperoni shortage of which I'm unaware? Or can I get what I ordered? And so I watched How him. How old is this guy? Oh, he's probably 18. And so I sat there and had to scrutinize him to make sure I wasn't getting spit pepperoni. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or 80. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll show you. Well, what I wanted to do, because he's counting. Again. He's counting them as he puts, you know, the little slices of pepperoni. One, two, three, four. And I kept wanting to say, what was that again? What number? Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't do that, though. But I felt like I was being judged. I was being judged. And now I know how it feels to be on that side because I used to work, you know, at Jason's Deli back in college for all of six weeks. And, you know, a fella asked, it was back when they served apple pie. And he goes, yeah, I'd like a slice of apple pie with cheddar cheese on it. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to help you out there. And he says, excuse me? And I said, yeah, I'm not going to be able to help you out there. And he says, well, why? And I said, he says, I just want, and he's pointing to the cheese. I just want a slice of cheddar cheese on my apple pie. And I said, yeah, that's disgusting. I'm not going to be able to help you out with that. Oh, how the worm has turned. <laughs> <laughs> so now I know how that feels. Yeah. My manager had to come and, and get, cut him his slice of cheese because I, wouldn't, I would not do it. Like, that's disgusting. You Wisconsin guy. No. <laughs> wow. See, now, I would have had a problem if I were working, say, at Jason's Deli and someone came up and said, could I have a, uh, a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich? That would be so you're against mayonnaise or against peanut butter? Yeah. Or should I ask, are you against awesome? Are you a fan? Absolutely not. Okay. No. My grandfather actually used to eat those. Really? And so I've eaten some as, as a child. Oh, dear. But That sounds terrible. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't eat them now, so uh-huh. I mean, that should tell you something. But they're not, they are not terrible. It's just, it. it's a very creamy peanut butter type of experience. And so. Now, uh, my wife... Oh objects to many things that, that I will eat for breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, one of which being cold pizza, which is just, you know, God's perfect food. We, we made meatloaf earlier in the week 
and uh you know we there was just one little bit left over and she was i'm just gonna toss that one i said don't do that that's my breakfast <laughs> and she was horrified by that horrified because i had a meatloaf sandwich for breakfast Here's what I can tell you. Mm-hmm. I think breakfast foods on the whole uh-huh. are awful. <laughs> um, and a lot of times when I eat, quote unquote, breakfast foods, uh-huh. um, I don't feel great. Like when I go to IHOP or something like that. Well, well because you've anybody gone to goes to IHOP. Right. Well, but I'm just saying that's about the only time. And, and even when we make uh, pancakes here. I don't like it. Uh-huh. I, I'm not now. Sometimes there are you know some egg casseroles and things like that mm-hmm. that are really end up being more quiche than anything else. Right. Sometimes those are fine. Uh, a Shoney's breakfast bar, I'll do that. <laughs> Sorry, I winced. You, you can't yeah, hear that's... that on the podcast, but I winced at the Shoney's breakfast bar. We're talking about not judging here. Yeah, right? well, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. Freak show. But, but, <laughs> but for the most part, uh-huh. uh, I do not like breakfast I find this foods. Sup- I like. I like, you know, I like the leftovers for breakfast. Uh-huh. I eat uh, a lot of times. I'll have like uh, pepperoni pizza, lean pockets uh-huh. for breakfast. Uh-huh. That's my go-to. Uh-huh. I'll have that in a banana. <laughs> when I say it out loud, it, it sounds terrible yeah, when you yeah. say it out loud. I find this surprising, and I find this surprising because I always assume that one of your favorite restaurants was Cafe Brazil. It is, which is a big breakfast place. I eat uh, turkey crepes no matter what time of day. Okay, okay, they're smoky. Much like this beer, <laughs> that you're not. It even all comes touching. around. Yeah, yeah. It all see, comes around. See, yeah. Maybe we should have. Maybe we should have substituted out the uh, instead of having this uh, had your ginger beer mm. that you were you were so looking forward to. Pal, uh, I'm sorry. That's all right. I think we need to take a picture of that and put that in the notes. <laughs> a picture of the lone beer. Yeah, it didn't quite make it. La bière perdue. The Lost Beer. The Lost Beer. (laughs) Show title. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to break into the other thing before we get into the scooch. Okay, well, let me go ahead and finish this out. Yeah, knock it back. You want some more? Um, I will say that when you you drink that beer, maybe three ounces at a time, Uh um, the smoke hits you a little stronger. Yeah. When you're sipping... Not so much. Not so much. It's all right. But that. Um, but I just sort of backed about probably about three, four ounces. Um, that was less pleasant. All right. Now here is the uh, dude sweet chocolate balls. <laughs> you said balls. Balls. Okay. Here, put your hand out, sir. Mm. Being the Lafroid addict that you are, you'll be able to to tell me whether this lives up. Mm. Mm. I think that these are. Are, mm-hmm. are wonderful. Highly acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's mm. got just enough of mm-hmm. kind of a little peat in it, mm-hmm. and just a little bit of that. A little smoky. A little smoky, a little kind bit. Kind of a theme tonight. It is. That was really good. Yeah. Would you like the last no, ball? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right, so here we go with uh, some Lafroy, which is, of course, uh, Scottish for the frog. Right. <laughs> All over my thumb. <laughs> just make sure. That hey, pour me a finger of that or a thumb, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So this is the Lafroig Triple Wood, and if you'll recall, the last Lafroig that we brought was the Quarter Cask, and it's called Quarter Cask because it's actually uh, aged in casks a quarter of the size of the regular barrel. 
and what you achieve by having it in that quarter cask because it kind of rapid ages it mm-hmm. because more of the scotch is touching the wood. Right. right. Well, this is triple wood, and it starts off in uh, former bourbon barrels, and then it moves to quarter casks, and then uh, it has its final maturation in large European oak casks. So it's in three different types of barrels okay. uh, for the aging. What I found is that there is actually a, a, a shortage of aged scotches. Scotch has become so popular that, you know, your 18, 21-year-old and up scotches are becoming more and more rare, which is why the prices keep going up and up. Um, and so the distillers are looking for other ways to imbue it with flavor without adding things to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to make it an impure scotch. You still want to, you know, follow your you know single malt rules. What, no st- extracts, are you saying? Right. You know that you you no don't want liquid to, smoke. Yeah, you don't want to have some kind of compound to it. But uh, <laughs> so they're they're trying these things. You know, the the different aging and whatnot to achieve greater flavor in a younger scotch. In fact, you'll notice. There's no age listed. So what you can expect is that it's aged at least three years because that's a requirement in order to be called a scotch. But, you know, this could be a seven-year scotch. This could be a five-year scotch. You never know. But I have found, uh, as you can see, I've had quite a bit of this before bringing it over to share. (laughs) Uh, What I have found is that it has terrific flavor. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to. uh, Bias it here. What? Bias I don't want to bias that, but I, it, it is, it has all the character of a much older scotch and a much more expensive scotch. This, this bottle was about $50. Okay. Um, so Lachayim. Wow. Yeah. So tell me about the nose. It's a little bite. Mm-hmm. Oaky, lots of wood in it. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm, I'm getting splinters in my nostrils. <laughs> some vanillas. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got some warm notes to it. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. In fact, I was a little surprised. Yeah. I, I drank it before I'd read the the label on it, and I was a little surprised to find out that it wasn't aged in like a sherry cask. Yeah, because there is that little bit of sweet to it. There's a not necessarily in a bad way, but there's a cardboard, uh-huh. so kind of a dry, almost sawdust. Yeah, maybe I mean, instead of cardboard, maybe more of a sawdust. Right, little hint of a barbecue place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Now it's um, the alcohol stings may result. Yeah, it, 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 it and, and that's characteristic of a young Scotch. You know, it hasn't hasn't gotten that mellow yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I feel like Mr. Furley. Smooth, smooth. <laughs> Despite that, a really dr- uh, dry cut wood. Mm-hmm. That's just to me. Mm-hmm. The triple wood is very apt because it seems right. like there's a, a lot, lot of wood, of wood yeah. flavors in this. Now, this is without water or ice that we've been trying. So, mm-hmm. try a little bit of water with it. Okay, I'm going to give one more try with. Sure. Uh, now that I'm ready for it, that's better too. <laughs> Once you're braced. Once I'm braced. It gave me just a just a bit of pause. So let me uh, throw a little water, just a splash. Now what I found is uh, 92.3% of the time when I add water and or ice um, for my own scotch mm-hmm. uh, consumption, I, I'll enjoy it more. Oh, no, I agree. I, you know, uh, I, I am regarded... Uh, poorly in scotch circles because i almost always have ice in my scotch mm-hmm. but i do like to try it you know unadulterated then with a little bit of water then now didn't ice. you get uh, those uh the ice balls i did how yeah, are those I, I love them 
I love them. You know, I've thought many times about buying the little molds that uh-huh. you know, they have they've got yeah. online, and I haven't gotten that. Yeah, but. I have them. I got them for Christmas last year. I love and them. You've... <laughs> so, I love them. How do you feel about them? <laughs> like, Anything that enhances my scotch experience, I love. The water evens it out a little bit. It does, for sure. Yeah. It takes a lot of the, um, even in the nose, it takes a lot of the bite out of it. Mm-hmm. Opens up the uh, the flavor a lot. Although I have to say, I mean, I'm still, most of the flavor that I'm tasting is still woody. Mm-hmm. It's still a lot. I mean, aptly named. Triple yeah, wood. Yeah. Lefroig, you have not made a mistake <laughs> uh, in your naming. Um, and now we're adding ice. Sound effects. Yes. But I'm a fan. I, uh. I like, oh, I, great, I like you know, it. I think yeah. it's, um, I will say, I think probably the quarter cask is going to, to win it out just a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I will agree. I, I like the quarter cask better. I got to tell you, it's almost impossible to find the quarter cask these days. Just from demand. Yeah. Just they're gone. Yeah. Well, and, uh, not, it's regarded as a higher end scotch now because it's in such demand. So, uh, like not. We've often mentioned Specs as the uh, liquor store nearby, mm-hmm. and they don't carry it in all of their locations, and they don't carry it in either of the shops close to my house. Oh, really? Yeah, very interesting. Which is where I picked it up originally. But oh, yeah. But now it's uh, when I when I asked their uh, whiskey guy, it's like, oh no, we we don't get that here. I'm like, well, can you get it here? Can you get me a bottle so I don't have to drive to Dallas for it? Oh yeah, sure. And then nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that's that's rude. Izzy has joined the podcast. Yeah, so now we have three. Yes. Usually we like to have three. And so my uh, uh, it. I think it's a chew- <laughs> uh, We think she's a Chewippet. I think she's part squirrel. She might be part squirrel. Yeah. She's little, but she's got really long legs for a Chihuahua, uh-huh. and her um, her uh, her chest is, is way too big for, uh-huh. for a Chihuahua. She sort of has the, the Whippet uh, underbelly. Yeah, and so I think she's got some of that in there. But she's, she's very sweet, very sweet, and she's a Chihuahua that doesn't bark. Oh, nice! That's that's as rare as hen's teeth. I used to have a Chihuahua named uh, Chichi, and uh, she was a chewer. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. And she would, I, you know, I used to always think how sweet it was that she would come and sit in one of the kitchen chairs while I made dinner. What I didn't realize is that she was gnawing on the kitchen chair while oh, I made dinner. Oh no. No, she's a she's a good dog. Now she doesn't really care for scotch or beer, really. Uh, so she's a little bit of an outlier on this <laughs> on this particular podcast. But if we were doing three beers, a scotch, and toilet water, oh. <laughs> eau de toilette is is her is her go to. And we've got hardwood floors all through our house. She's scared to death of them. Poor thing. She doesn't like them a bit. You can do it. You can do it. Come on, jump up here. Good girl. Oh, good girl. So anyway. Uh, so I've got a question for you. Hmm. So I have seen uh, at many vendors at this point the small barrels uh, that they will sell at uh, state fairs, yes. and Renaissance festivals, and things like that. Is main place yeah. I've seen them. Have you had any experience with these? Have you have you gotten one to see how well it it, mm-hmm. it ages things? Mm-hmm. I mean, they make a lot of sometimes preposterous. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just right. like you know you can buy a fifteen dollar bottle of scotch, and then right. after a year. You may as well have bought a you know hundred dollar bottle right. or something like that, and that's how the how the thing quote pays for itself. Right. Um, no, I have not done that. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we we, we need to invest in that somehow because it seems it seems to me like that would be a thing that would work. Oh yeah. But I mean, what do you know as far as like quality of woods and stuff like that? I mean, is that is that 
going to be a huge issue or is it mainly the kind of wood? Or... I think that I would be real dubious about buying something like that. Because they're pricey. Well, buying it and then not, you know, not I have to do my research to know who the vendor is, you know, to make sure that you're not getting pine, <laughs> you know, because, right. you know, really oak is the thing. You know, mm-hmm. and really in terms of scotch, you know, you either want, you know, American oak or European oak, or you want an oak that's been used to age something else like bourbon, mm-hmm. you know, to, to bring the, or sherry or, you know, any number of other, you know, spirits, you know, just so that, uh, you know, it's bringing some, some appropriate flavor over. But, you know, I was talking before about how there's a, a shortage in scotch, something I never knew. And the reason why I never knew it is because, you know, you've got to make a gazillion dollars to afford something like this. But... It apparently is a thing to buy your own barrel of new whiskey, you know, to buy your own, you know, this is going to be a scotch. I'm going to go ahead and adopt a barrel. Right. And so you you, you do it with the distiller and they take care of the maintenance, the turning and the testing and all that kind of fun stuff. And you make a decision at the outset, you know, how old you want it to be. Is this going to be a five year, a seven year old, a 12 year old? 18, 21, what have you. Seems like that could get expensive. Though. Well, and it is. That's why I never heard of it because, you know, it's something, you know, completely out of my price range. But Suzanne, for my birthday this year, got me a membership to the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Mm. And one of the things that you're provided in the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society is, you know, their their newsletter. And it talks about this. And what I found really interesting is that, you know, because Scotch is so popular right now, um, People are actually turning these barrels of whiskey that they bought, you know, when their son was born and that they decided on his 21st birthday will break into it. You know, will because what you have to do is you you age it for however long and then you've got to bottle it. And it's like 2000 bottles per barrel. Right. Nice. These are gigantic barrels. Right. And uh, what people are doing is the distillers are saying, hey, you remember that uh, that that barrel of whiskey that uh, you adopted? We'd like to buy it back from you. And it's winding out being this incredible investment that these guys have made because there's a shortage of aged uh, scotches. Okay. Which, you know, the whole time I'm like, why didn't my dad do this for me? (laughs) (laughs) Why isn't there a 47-year-old, you know, barrel of scotch out there waiting for me, you know? (laughs) Well, and I, um, what was it? I was, uh, I guess I was just looking online. And there was a, uh, somewhere either of, I guess maybe it was a 50, 50 50-year-old. And they, uh, and it was a guy who had worked at this place, and this was a barrel that was he's barreled right when when he the first year he was working there, right. and he had just retired, so they opened this thing, and um, it had actually come from a much larger barrel, right. And he said, you know, over time you lose a lot from evaporation, right. from the testing, from all sorts of things, which they call the. Was it the angels? Uh, oh yeah, what do they call that? Now? It's the angel tax or whatever something, they call yeah, it. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, and, the stuff that uh, evaporates. Um, so he said, you know, this, this started out in a much larger barrel or whatever, and, but they were tasting it and, and you know, talking about how right. scrumptious and wonderful it was. And oh, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sure it was, but again, just so rare because he right. said, you know, to, to do this, um, you either have to change out barrels because, you know, over time the barrels... You'll wear the barrel out, and, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, he said, you know, after, I guess after a time, maybe barrels, uh, you know, you sort of get diminishing returns cause you right. know, you've kind of sapped that barrel, right. you know, when you're talking 20, 30 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. so anyway, it was just very, uh, very interesting, yeah. which by the way, with, with the piece of ice in it, that's, oh yeah, that mellows was, it a lot. 
that was yeah. that was great. Now it's still um, of all the ones that we've had, it's probably not in my tip top, mm -hmm. just because it, it has so much of the wood. But it's 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 in no way bad. Right. No, I like so, it a, lot, a great deal. So on this uh, Scotch Malt Whiskey Society that I am now a member of, I'm a yes, member of the society. Um, Is it a secret society? You guys have it's a, a secret. There's a, there's a handshake and a password. Oh, wow. That's pretty wild. Um, <laughs> you get the opportunity to buy uh, small batch scotches from them. So things that aren't otherwise commercially available. Right. Um, are they quite pricey? Some of them are, but you know they've got a, a nice variety of choices. So you can buy younger scotches, you can buy older scotches, you know. Um, but they're just very unique. And uh, you know, in your membership kit, they give you like three samples. And so it, they they're those bottles that are about double the size of an of a airplane serving, right? Right. Yeah. And so it's just so you can kind of get a sense of, of what's there. Uh, very interesting. I mean, very unique flavors to them. Um, and so I, what they do, uh, Mark, is they send scotch to your home. That is we a are, miracle of miracles. We are rapidly, rapidly approaching a world that there's no reason for me to leave the house. I mean, you know. If you didn't have to make money. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as I win the lottery. <laughs> that's, that's over. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Izzy and I will just stay home all day and drink. Well, she is very greedy. Uh, if, is you, she? if you start to pet her, uh -huh. uh, she will want more. If you stop for any reason, she will abandon you. <laughs> and she will go to where she thinks she might get more right. uh, attention. But that's that's generally how she goes. But her favorite, one of her favorite spots in the entire uh, house is where you're sitting on that on Oh, dear, I'm in her spot. No, 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 no. Just, just in there. And so if you're sitting on the sofa, she's pretty much going to be your pal. Gotcha. Does, uh, she really likes that. Now, uh, we adopted a dog, Trudy. Yes. Now, I've, I've seen the Trudy saga. There, right. Trudy has had some medical concerns and things like that that you guys have helped nurse her through. Yeah. So. yeah. She, uh, when we got her, she had a horrible case of bladder stones, uh, which they had. They, you know, typically you can deal with bladder stones medically, you know, with pharmaceuticals. But uh, hers were so far gone, they had to do surgery. Well, there were so many. When, when It looked like one of those things that, like, when you uh, go out west, uh -huh. and it's got, like, you know, the sack of gold. <laughs> you can pan for gold. <laughs> you can pan yeah. for gold. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's a, uh, it was an amazing amount. Yeah. Of, no, it's... Uh, it, I can't imagine how much pain she was in. It was, you know, a double handful of stones. I mean, it was, it was a ridiculous amount of stones. And, uh, but you know, she's fine. She's, you know, good recovery and whatnot. Uh, I will tell you that I, I took the Ziploc bag of bladder stones to work and kept putting them on my assistant's desk cause it creeped her out so much. I, I wonder why. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pretty much amuses me. But the reason why, I, I, <laughs> why don't we have them here now today? Karen? I'll bring them to the next one. Oh, good, yeah. good, because I feel like we're missing a centerpiece. Yeah. I'll give them to your son to play with. <laughs> oh, nice. Look what Uncle Aaron brought over. Oh, Look yes. these great rocks. The bladder stones. Anyway, uh, the I was talking about Trudy. You know, I'm sitting here, you know, playing with Izzy, and, you know, I'm so used to dodging Trudy because Trudy will just lick your brain. I mean, her tongue will go right up your nose, in your mouth, in your ear. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like... There's medicine in your ear that she has to get. 
Oh, so no. it's not just a lick. It's this 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 it's deep aggressive. It's this deep probing. <laughs> it's quite disturbing. That that is disturbing. And, and, Aaron. and followed up by biting. You know, so so like. And not, it seems like 16-year-old uh, making out, it parking. Does, it does. And here's the thing is it's not aggressive biting. It's very playful. And so, you know, you're like, hey, this is wrong. I shouldn't be getting turned on by the dog. You're going to have to step back. Because <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yes, she will. She'll, she'll, she'll nibble on your ear. She'll go at your neck. I mean, all the all, she's hitting all the bases. Right. right. You know, but that's just wrong and inappropriate. So. <laughs> Well, it is, <laughs> and maybe, and some of that may become a ringtone for me. <laughs> now that was triple when wood right out the nose. <laughs> and how does that feel, Smoky? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, you know, we uh, we picked up the izzard from um, uh, SBCA, mm-hmm. and we were really we had looked online and we saw another Chihuahua. We wanted either a Chihuahua or a Chihuahua Dachshund mix. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd seen one on online, and we went in to the Dallas location. And um, uh, the one that we had looked at initially was just not going to work. She she was very, very nervous around Reed. She right. was climbing the walls. I have a seven-year-old, and uh, and she was climbing the walls. She just wouldn't – she couldn't be around him. And we were like, well, that's this is a bust. So let's just let's look around and yeah. see whatever. Well, Izzy had just come in to SPCA from uh, Animal – or a Dallas animal services or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And took to Reed and, and her took, to, took to each other yeah. immediately. And she wasn't even on the website or anything. She had just that day become available. Wow. And, we, and we got her. I think someone took pretty good care of her, but you know, you always, you always wonder, you know, what was, what's the history there? Yeah, she's what? awfully sweet. It's hard to believe anybody got rid of her. Well, you know? I, I sort of think, uh, because she's such a lap dog, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that, um, that she was owned by someone that was old or maybe yeah, ill. Maybe. Because she also, you know, what she's had to get used to is us being gone during the day. And luckily, we're not gone all that long between Libby and I. I mean, she's maybe home six hours or something right. like that. And she has the run of the house uh, pretty much. She's had to get used to that, which I think she's she's done pretty well. We tried to we try to make up for it otherwise. No, she's been a good dog, and I'm usually not a big dog person, but mm-hmm. she doesn't bark. And that's, I, I know I've mentioned that several times, but that's huge. Well, bring her around mine. They'll, they'll teach her to bark. Yeah, well, we've taken to a kennel, uh-huh. and we thought, well, oh, yeah, she'll come back and we've barking. left her for yeah. about a, not quite a week, maybe six days. And I thought, well, this will be it. We'll pick her up because they incessantly bark. Yeah. Well, you know, when we when we adopted Trudy, she was silent, just mm. silent. And she didn't feel good. You know, she had a big, mm. big stomach full of rocks, right? I can't imagine. And so, you know, we were, we're Suzanne and I were both asking, you know, each other, you know, I wonder what she'll be like when she feels better. Because, you know, she was... She was just miserable. It's 10 days, two weeks after her surgery and all of a sudden her personality comes out, mm. you know, cause now she feels good and she has got the, it's almost like she's a chain smoker in her bark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just imagine, you know, Martha, how are you? Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, just it's, it's like, she's uh, you know, an, an old New York woman, you know? Yeah. You know, chain smoking old New York woman. Well, I keep thinking because we, we, I used to know a, a family who had an old Chihuahua uh, and she would bark and, and it, it came off kind of as a harf, yeah, harf, harf, because it's just so many years and I can't even, I can't get the rasp in it, but it's kind of that same yeah. sort of, you know, you just imagine chain smoking and just oh, a yeah. hard life. Yeah. But I thought, you know, if, if, uh, if Izzy decides in her old age to start barking, 
well, she's going to have one of those those young barks because, you know, she hasn't worn her vocal cords out. <laughs> and, you know, people are going to be coming around going, oh, who's that, you yeah. know, who's that, that little sexy puppy? little dog that's over right. there, you know. And, and it's like, oh, that's an old chihuahua. And then, you know, the suitors will, will keep going. I think I have some audio of Walter and Trudy complaining when I came home from Oh, and, and Izzy will enjoy this. Let's see what she does here. You see how interested she uh, she was in that? Very interested. Yeah. They're speaking my language. That's right. The language of my people. But this is really nice. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cheering the, the ice. And, yeah. Uh, in fact, I may, I, may, I may plunk one more in there just, just for temperature. Oh, sorry. But uh, this also sort of aids a little bit of the – some of the other notes that are in there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Again, I, you know, I like the vanilla the, the, yeah. the, that comes out of oak. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of uh, rising to the top a little bit more, yeah. and so I like that, um, and a little bit of that. Yeah, it's just to me, it's a sawdusty. Yeah, it's a it's a dry wood mm-hmm. taste. So I dig it. Uh, yeah, quarter cask is still my preferred of the Lafroig, but I I really think this is notable. And, oh yeah, and, yeah, and worthy of enjoyment. Certainly. Well, and if and anything that comes in a uh, you know in a tube, <laughs> I think you know and. I, and I'll be honest, when when I'm walking around the, the liquor store and going, okay, let me tr- try something a little bit new. When I see something that ha- is in a tube, I'll immediately not look at it. Right. Because to me that says that costs more. Uh-huh. But it's it's not necessarily true. There's more value is what you know? you're, you're, you're seeing in that. And, and I've always found the tubes kind of amusing, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's such an interesting choice on the packaging. But uh, when I was driving this over here, I put it in the back. I'm like, I'm glad it's protected by the tube. <laughs> well very nice uh, I'll, I'll give a uh, so you give a a, a two thirds thumbs up on the beers on I the enjoyed beers. everything but the uh, Rauch the, 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 the Rauch beer which I thought would be a big hit with your with your. I, I thought German so too stuff. I'm surprised that I didn't enjoy it more but I, I it was too much smoke for me mm-hmm. and that's fine so and I really like PD Scotch I was surprised that it was too much smoke for me yeah, I didn't think that yeah. was going to be a problem. Yeah, I thought that might be a nice uh, carryover. No, I agree, too. and it was surprised me as well. But I really, I think of the the other two, I think the uh, two times rye mm-hmm. uh, was my favorite. Well, it's, I think I, I think I'd go with the uh, the black oil. Uh, it was surprising the Ola Dub. Yeah, yeah, I just thought that was very pleasing to me. Lots lots of flavor. Yeah. Um. So either of those two are good, and uh, Lafroig again. Um, I like it. I'm going to give it a so – let's say out of 10, I'd give that a good 6.5 to 7, somewhere in fair. there. Yeah. So that's that's, yeah, that's def- Definitely thing. worth the drink. And, again, very affordable in terms of scotch. Mm-hmm. You, know? Okay. Uh, you know, it's not the most affordable because, you know, uh, the monkey shoulder that we had previously is like mm-hmm. a $28 bottle. Um, as and- far as Freud goes, do they make any budget – I think I think Whiskey. that the that this is probably their budget line, okay, um, because they're able to rapid age it, um, mm-hmm. and I think th- that what they consider their budget line is a fifty dollar price point. You know, their their other stuff goes up in value pretty quickly from there. Which, yet again, I flash back to the days when we were doing a different podcast. Yes, and I would buy scotches or brandy. Not, you also bought brandy. I bought some brandy. Uh-huh. I tried to hit mostly scotches, but I. Uh, was not hitting a $50 price point. Mm-hmm. 
still very enjoyable. They weren't they weren't yeah. too bad. I I have had my eye on a bottle of my favorite scotch, which is Lagavulin, uh, or Lagavulin as I've heard pronounced. Um, and I'll probably bring that next time, as well as one of the sample bottles from the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Oh, very nice. So very nice. Well, Aaron, it's been quite enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. And uh, you know, I think Izzy brought a lot to the show. And, she did. Uh, if she'd bark once, <laughs> uh, we could put that as the show ender. True, uh, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>